Welcome back, weirdos. This is another episode of A Very Weird Fantasy, the show where it's weird to not be weird. Today we're talking NFL Draft. Jake's favorite, my favorite, everyone's favorite, and we have a treat today. We have Corey Riser. So Corey Riser, just to let, in case you don't know, Corey Riser is one of the best NFL draft minds that are out there that I have actually been uh, been a party to and that have been witnessing for the last 10 years or so. So we really wanted to bring Corey on, uh, on the panel to really pound some questions into him and hopefully he just knocks them back out of the park. So Corey, how you doing, man? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me, guys. Excited to be here. We are truly, ex truly excited to have you. This is a, this is a momentous NFL draft that's coming up. I mean, not because of just the incredible, great uh, wide receivers, great running backs, and all these offensive players, which us fantasy players absolutely love, but it's going to be hosted on television and television only. Isn't it amazing? Yeah. Like, how are we going to boo Roger Goodell? <laughs> Yeah, how do, I don't I don't know if they're gonna just pump booze in in the background or I, I'm not sure how they're gonna do it. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be different. Wouldn't that be funny? Wouldn't that be funny, Jake? Not doing it. Too rather not do it like Facebook Live where everybody can type in what mm -hmm. they want to say and pretty much say whatever they want to say yeah. about Goodell and everything going on. He could really get some points and gain some points back if they just canned in some some booze and he just went out and just started giggling at it and just like just absolutely owned it. But speaking of owning it, we mentioned on the on off the outset that this is a huge offensive offensive draft. I mean, not just the quarterbacks, we're talking the wide receivers. The best I've seen in my memory. Would you agree with that, Corey? Yeah, I think this is probably the best class of wide receivers personally I've seen. Um, it's a deep class too. It's I mean, there there are wide receivers with speed, with size, possession receivers up and down rounds one through seven. There's going to be so many wide receivers. You're going to see a lot of undrafted free agents. I have a feeling making some rosters, uh, practice squads. You know, just getting on teams because they're it's just that deep this year. It's it's exciting with the wide receivers. Yeah, you've got guys. I mean, in most years, I mean, you usually have one or two like really special wide receivers. And then you got some guys who can, they're good route runners, you know, they're, they attack the football, they're speed guys, but they're one or two trick ponies. You've got skill and fight all across the board. And we're definitely going to jump into, into wide receivers a little bit deep, but quarterback is, is the topic of the day. Jake, did you get a chance to to actually see some of the Wonderlick scores that that came out? Well, we were talking before the show about mm -hmm. Tua and mm -hmm. how he didn't do very well, mm -hmm. but I think you're looking at past. I don't. It's like taking the ACT. It's like one of those things where you got guys, you got kids, and they're just mm -hmm. these kids coming out of high school trying to to score as good as they can to get as much money as their pocket to go to college. Where these guys are already done with college, mm -hmm. coming into the pros, taking this test. And we've seen it in the past where it really, to me, I don't think it's going to matter. I think Tua has, uh, since we were talking about him, I think he's so athletic that as long as he can stay healthy, he's going to be just fine. So, so Corey, with that said, uh, Jake mentioned that he's very athletic. Give us a quick rundown of what Tua is. 
Um, I, I'm not, I'm not a huge comp guy because I think every player is kind of their own guy. Mm-hmm. So I hate start throwing labels on people. But if you're going to comp them out there, I kind of comped him to Russell Wilson. Undersized, he's six foot two seventeen. Uh, he's a lefty. He's athletic. The thing that really strikes me about Tua is his accuracy, his accuracy to all levels and his accuracy on the move. And on top of that, he's just a leader. Uh, people are just drawn to him. Well, it's, you know, coaches are drawn to him. The players in his, I, in a, from everything I've heard, players love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, an example, Jerry Judy, his wide receiver, flew across the country to attend Tagliavoa's pro day or that little individual workout he had. You know, he got on a plane in the middle of all this to help out his his former quarterback that tells you how much Jerry Judy loves him. So player, you know, people are drawn to him. So he really has that, you know, Russell Wilson vibe, you know, well, you mentioned uh, someone who we'll talk heavily about in the wide receiver department, but you know, he also yeah. had, he also had uh, rugs over there too. So yep. do, do you think that having two great wide receivers, Three. is that something that, well, well, two that we're talking yeah. about in the first round. Sure, right? okay. but yeah, and I think Smith might have been a first rounder this year as well. Really? Yeah, I think so. Do you think that that we should actually look at him with through a less of a positive uh, outlook because of the the power around him on the outsides? You know, that's always been the court the question with Alabama quarterbacks. It's true. They, they seem like they've always they've been hyped up. They win championships and then they get to the pros. I think there's one Alabama quarterback in the last, you know, how many years that have actually won a playoff game. Mm-hmm. They're just not out there. Same thing uh, with OU as well. Mm-hmm. Especially yeah. now, yeah. So I, I think, you know, I think he's a different cat, though. I He's just, he's just on a different level. He was – if it weren't for his injuries and – his six foot stature, he would have been my number one quarterback. And, and um, in fact, he was one going in, and then Joe Burrow had an incredible season. We'll talk about mm-hmm. him later. Uh, but no, Tua is—he's special. He—he he, uh, his accuracy is gonna is really what makes accuracy is what's gonna make him his name in, in the NFL because he's accurate, and that that translates to the NFL really well. Okay, so so gun to your head. Let me throw a few a few variables at you there that are sure. throwing around. Yeah. Okay, so uh, obviously we know that he does have he does have the hip injury. You keep yeah. getting these comparisons. Oh man, Bo Jackson, he never came back. Truly, of course, things have changed since then. Then you have the thirteen wonder lick, which is let's let's call it what it is. That's poor for a quarterback. Not good. Okay, you can't actually have the physicians in person testing. Do you think he slips on draft day? Yeah, I mean, there's there's that possibility. There really is. Uh, you mentioned in the in the opening, you know, how this is going to be just a different draft. Yeah, um, it's going to be different in a couple different ways. Simply because I don't think you're going to see as much group think because these scouts are no longer all grouped together, giving each other opinions, and all of a sudden they get a consensus on a guy. Mm-hmm. I don't think you're going to see that. And with Tua, I think he could slip. Um, if he does, it'll be interesting to see how far. I'm not sure where. He might just slip to number seven to the Chargers. You know, is that slipping? Does yeah. he slip behind, you know, Justin Herbert? I can't see him sliding much more beyond the Chargers. If he does, he could free fall. Well, 
if that free fall is, I tell you what, Jake and I will be so upset. Would you agree, Jake, if somehow he went down all the way to New England and Rick's, you yeah, yeah, Nick Saban, the former Bill Belichick apostle or disciple, we should say, we, we are not New England fans. No. No. Oh, no. <laughs> in fact, we don't even invite New England fans on the show. So we're so happy you're not a fan. <laughs> no. Well, very well, that good. cannot happen. Does that change now that Tom Brady's not there? Does that change that I think the dynasty is over with? I, I think it all depends on the fans themselves. It's the fans that I don't really care for. You have the cheating aspect, but then you have the fans that are just like, well, we cheated, but we're great nonetheless. Or then some just say that they didn't cheat. And so what do you think, Corey? I, I think the I think my LA Rams are 0 2 against them, so I don't think it doesn't matter who's on that team. They're just they're number one with a bullet on my teams that I do not like to They took see a do Super well. Bowl from us, man. No doubt yeah. about it. That was ridiculous. I remember I was yeah. a, I was a young I was a, I was a teenager and I was watching. I remember telling telling my friend. I said, you know what? They know what we are calling. I said, this is crazy. Like they know what we're calling. And so I was in an establishment mm -hmm. um, watching that game in Minnesota, and Tom Brady's grandparents owned a lake cabin mm -hmm. thirty miles away. So you could, I can tell you who was all rooting for you know, New England. Oh, he's basically one of us, you know. So I was the only Rams fan in that establishment. It was a long afternoon. Hostile territory, especially with the loss. So, I mean, we know, look, we know Burrow's going to go number one. So yeah. let me ask let me ask you, Jake, since, uh, since you're the, the fantasy expert here, he's going to go to Cincinnati. Do you think he's yep. going to have a, a startable fantasy year? as as a quarterback i mean is he even going to be streamable man that's so hard to tell because i i don't think he'll be drafted in any fantasy draft i think he's one of those guys that maybe we'll see how he's doing you'll see someone pick him up in the first three weeks how everybody you know mm -hmm. how that first month of football maybe he comes out those 500 yards five touchdowns game one and then everybody's trying to get him you know everybody's going crazy who's on the wave wire or yeah or whatever kind of style you're at so I don't know. I don't think um, I don't think he's going to have that that kind of year. I mean, how long has it been since Dalton's had a good year in Cincinnati, right? I, he, I mean, he's I'm had some okay weeks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's one of those guys where if you if your quarterback's on by and you're like, okay, Cincinnati's playing the Browns or whatever, yeah, and he goes off, but you're not going to play him the next week. So I just think you know, it's it's he's going to go there. It's going to take him a couple of years to, for them to build a team around him for him to be relevant in the fantasy world. So I would definitely draft him in Dynasty for sure. In in redraft leagues, first year, I mean, he might be a Sam Darnold situation where you may pick him up later on just, just in case. So we don't really need to talk too much about him. I mean, he's been talked to death on so many outlets by us, by all of the talking heads. So 30 seconds or less, Corey, do you think he is going to be in three years from now, is he going to be the number one quarterback out of this draft class gun to your head yes okay that is yeah, i mean i i you know i i comp him to a tony romo similar in size uh similar athletic profile mm -hmm. um he doesn't do anything spectacular i mean his arm is average his his mobility is average 
But the stuff he does inside the pocket is incredible. How he climbs it, how he manipulates the pocket, how he gets, how he moves around to find a throwing lane and get his guys open, how he just buys that extra second. Mm-hmm. And he keeps his eyes down the field all the time. He's just looking to make plays. I think that's probably enough to keep him the number one. It's either him or Tua. I, I just don't see any other quarterbacks challenging those two. That said, Jalen Hurts is probably the next, you know, whoever. <laughs> well, and, and judging from what you mentioned earlier, you, you threw the name out in, in Herbert. So I take it you have him third. Yeah, I do. Mm-hmm. So, um, he's a big kid, huge arm. Mm-hmm. I worry about his uh, – he's, he, he's just not like Tua. Uh, he's kind of a quiet leader. Some mm-hmm. have said introverted. He kind of went out of his way, I think, at the senior bowl to really kind of push – Mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and show his leadership ability. Um, he's got some mechanical stuff he needs to work on. If you watch him, sometimes he'll get his, his legs, will be, he'll spread his feet so far apart that he it's, he's literally just using his arm to throw the ball down the field. He's, he's, he's just not in sync with himself. So it'll be interesting to see if somebody can clean that up. He, I mean, he's, he's got a chance to be really good. He just needs to clean up some things. And is he a natural leader? Will people follow him? And that's my concern. And one of the guys that we have been chirping for for a while looks like his 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 stock is going up. Is love? Do you love love? <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I it's if you if I if you ask me last off season if I love love, I absolutely. His yeah. twenty eighteen tape was incredible. Mm-hmm. He get him into 2019, and he just seemed like he was pushing everything. Um, he struggles reading the defense. Um, he doesn't get through his progressions very well, and when stuff starts to break down, I think he kind of panics. For- I know people. There are people out there that are, you know, saying, "Well, Patrick Mahomes." No, no, he's not Patrick Mahomes. He doesn't even have Patrick Mahomes upside. But can he be a very good quarterback? Absolutely. He's athletic. He's got an arm. He can he can do things. He's you know, but he's going to need the right situation, like Mahomes had with an Andy Reid sitting behind an Alex Smith for a year. That's what I would love to see. I like that. And speaking of athleticism, who's your next guy on on your list? Athletically or just uh, quarterback? Yeah, it, your quarterback. It, 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 East Easton is Easton is is five. Easton is five. Mm-hmm. He's got a humongous arm. Mm-hmm. He's kind of statuesque, which mm-hmm. is not exactly what you know NFL teams are looking for these days. The antithesis of that. Right <laughs> you know, everybody wants the next you know next big thing. You're looking at you know, you know with you know Tua and and you know and it's just it just seems like he's the opposite of that. He's big, big arm. Uh, he kind of, he kind of gets panicky in the pocket, but Eason is, it's Eason and Jake Fromm and Jake Fromm is a little guy with a little arm, mm-hmm. you know, Eason in a vertical offense probably does. Okay. If you have enough protection for him, Fromm is a high end game manager and it just kind of starts to drop from there. So, and, and Fromm seemed to be like somebody that, that was the scouts seemed to have loved, or at least the, the mock drafts seemed to have loved up until recently. Would you agree with that? No. Yeah, I, I I'm not sure where you're where he's gonna land. I guess it just depends on you know 
you know, it's just it's so tough to to figure out where these quarterbacks are going to go. It, I think after the first round, it's going to really you know shake out where everybody else drops. Uh, I like Fromm personally. He, I think he's the smartest quarterback in the draft. He's not going to hurt you. He makes good decisions with the ball. He doesn't panic. He's played from under center. He's ready to go. I just think with his physical limitations and his his arm limitations, he's just you know, not going to be a superstar, you know. Sounds a whole lot like Drew Brees when he came out. Would you agree? I mean, just the description, yeah. the description of the way you described him. Yeah, maybe. I think Drew Brees had more of an arm. I think Drew Brees' arm concerns yeah. kind of came in after the after his injuries. So, Fair point. Uh, is there anybody that we haven't talked about that we could say, oh, my goodness, in five years, why didn't we see him in the first round or the first two rounds? I guess Jalen Hurts. We, I mean, I brought him up briefly. Yeah, he's a heck of a competitor. He really, you know, he really gets after it. He's a leader. He's got all the physical skills. So the question becomes, he got more accurate this year than in years past. The question is, can he get more? You know, can he continue that upward trend? So, go ahead, Jake. I keep hearing the Cowboys are going to try to get him. I think that's very interesting. I'm not a big Dak Prescott fan. If if you watch the show at all, um, I just think he's trash. I think he's not worth no more than thirty million a year. And I think if you get a kid that comes in like Hertz, that comes in, he's like a, it'd be a local boy, being that he's from. Obviously, he played in Alabama, but then now up at uh, OU. Um, so I think that's where he would probably land. Um, you guys were talking about love. I think I think it's funny that people's speculating maybe he's the next Pat Mahomes. I don't think we've seen other Pat Mahomes in 30 years of football. But um, I see him going to New England. Like, I think New England has the 18th pick, I think so. So I see him. And, man, I'll tell you what, if Bill Belichick can kind of tweak him, I think with Belichick, kind of an Andy Reid, not in personality-wise, but just the coaching style, I think that um, someone like Love going to New England, he could turn out to be someone really special. Yeah, that was our that was our early uh, mock draft. Is like I had I had love going to going to the Patriots for a long time, but I'm starting to think that some people may slip and slip down in the draft. And I, New England is that team that I am truly watching this year because it's a transition. We're going to learn a lot about what Bill Bill Belichick thinks about this year and his future come Thursday in the draft. So, so Corey. We're going to talk about some running backs. Everybody loves them. We're going to talk about them. But before we do that, if you're liking the show, we want you to do just that. Like the show. Click the like button. Subscribe. Share. Go to our website, a very weird fantasyfootball.com. Podcasts, all that stuff. Enough about us. So let's talk about those running backs. Well, you want to give us, real quick, give us your top six running backs of this year. And give us a brief synopsis of each of them. Each guy, quick yeah. synopsis. Um, Jonathan Taylor is my number one. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, 5'10", 226 pounds. Uh, he was a track star in high school, so he can he can, uh, he can can tear it up going down the field. Um, uh, Marshawn Lynch is kind of a comparison. Uh, Marshawn never had this kind of speed. Number two is uh, – <laughs> Number two is DeAndre Swift from Georgia, 
212 pounds. I think he's kind of an Alvin Kamara type back, uh, which is, you know, perfect for today's NFL. Numbers, uh, my third back is J.K. Dobbins out of Ohio State. I comped him to a Ray Rice. He's 5'9", 210 pounds. Uh, he can catch passes. He sticks his nose in the fan when blocking for in, in pass sets. Pray for Rams. Um, Pray for Rams. Uh, that, I mean, I think he would be – any L.A. Rams fans out there would be thrilled to have uh, yeah. J.K. Dobbins on that team. Uh, number four is Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, uh, running back from LSU. Um, a small guy. He's 5'7", 207 pounds. He's, his legs are like tree trunks. Uh, he can catch the ball. They had him doing, you know, not just running back screens. They had him doing all sorts of different routes out there. Um, he's tough to bring down on first contact, even at 207 pounds. I, he's kind of a stronger Devonta uh, Freeman. Mm -hmm. uh, number five is Cam Akers, uh, Florida State. Mm -hmm. That Florida State line and their quarterback and everything else on that offense was so bad. It's just it, it's hard to get a good feel for exactly what Cam Akers is, but you can see the talent there. Uh, you just have to look a little harder for it. He's a 5'10", 217-pound back. So, I mean, he's got the requisite size to be a bell cow. Um, I kind of like him to uh, Kareem Hunt, actually, when, you know, Kareem came out. Uh, nice, yeah. And my, my number six guy is uh, Eno Benjamin from Arizona State, 5'9", 207. Pretty physical. Um, I think he's kind of a change of pace back. Um you know, like uh, Darrell Henderson, you know, mm -hmm. so, something like that, you know. Uh, so um, that's it. And then after that, it's, you know, Zach Moss and, you know, and you can go from there. You know, there's A.J. Dillon's in that group, you know. So it's it's a deep group. It's an exciting group. Corey, can I, can I put you on the spot real quick? And, yeah. and, and if it's just off the cuff, if you don't know it or if you don't remember it, just just say, hey. I'll get you next time and I'll give you this answer. So last year, I remember like when I first noticed like this dude, like he knows, really, really, really knows his stuff, was your take on last year's draft. So where did you have Miles Sanders last year? Do you remember? Ooh, um, did you think he was going to be as good as he was in the second half of this year? Boy, I think I had him in the... Oh, I think I had him in my top five or top six. I think you had him number five. There we go. Yeah, I think you had him. Yeah, that that's uh, that sounds about right to me. Um, Your write-up was everything that we saw for the Philadelphia Eagles this year. So, okay. and, and where did you have Josh Jacobs? I'm putting you on the spot, buddy. I I apologize. I think he was number two. I think he was number two. So, and he was by far the the best running back of that class. So, yeah. So this is this is an interesting little thing to talk about. Jake and I are are in a uh, a couple dynasty drafts with some with uh, a bunch of other uh, professional fantasy football players, and so they are in second year running backs. Everybody's running to the table to get those guys, and. You helped me greatly last year. I'll tell everybody that I looked at your information last year going into a lot of these drafts, and I targeted many, many of your of, of your picks. So I'm basically saying that you were great last year, so everybody should listen to what you're talking about this year. 
are any of these running backs for this year going to be first-round running backs in the NFL draft? They should be. Mm -hmm. I, I, th I think I, I think Taylor and Swift probably have the best shot. I, I don't – and I and I, if there's going to be running backs picked in the first round, it's going to be two tops. Mm -hmm. um, the offensive tackle and wide receiver class along with quarterbacks – they're going to really just push everybody else down. Um, and I, I think the NFL is just deprioritizing, sure. you know, workhorse running backs. I think it's a lot of committee stuff and, you know, it's not as, it's not as fun for fantasy football because then you're like, Oh, I got to handcuff this guy with this guy. And, you know, and you know, I'd rather just get my one back and just plug him in every week. But I think it's kind of the way the NFL is going. So not, I think you'll see maybe Taylor and probably in, in Swift, not necessarily in that order. Not fun for fantasy football. No, we, we want to put them in the lineup and not think about. We don't want to hate our hate our coaches. Go ahead, Jake. Yeah, but you look at the top ten, even maybe eleven running backs this year. They're all under six foot. They're all those Miles Sanders looks. Very small, maybe a Darren Sproles, guys that are just kind of kind of get out there. And like you said, with the running back by committee. Um, do you think that has anything to do with it? The fact that they're just almost undersized at all? They're, they're not the Derrick Henrys that we see today running the ball or the Saquons. I mean, we're talking some little guys coming into the draft. It's, it's quite possible. It's a good question. I think it's possible. Um, these colleges are just getting, you know, every year you see more and more spread offenses mm -hmm. with athletic linemen and smaller running backs and athletic quarterbacks and just you know just spreading it out and throwing it around and running out of you know their hashes are wide so they can just you know half the half the offensive tackles don't even put their hand in the ground anymore so it's yeah it's it's possible the nfl is just adapting to what college is turning out you know and you know probably your my number one or number two running back would have been Travis Etienne from, if I pronounce that correctly, from uh, Clemson, if he would have came out this year. And, uh, but he didn't, he's another small guy, you know, so you, other than, you know, Jonathan Taylor, you're looking at a bunch of small running backs at the top of your draft there. It's just, so what do you do? If you, if they're small guys, you take small guys. There's not a lot of Derrick Henry's out there. Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head. I, it, what's funny is thinking back, and I'm one of these guys that get kind of caught in the whole rut thing where I like the back of the 90s. Golden age. Emmett Smith, yes. And what's happening is you're seeing the NFL with the NFL coaches turning their game into kind of like college. There's a lot more offense. Back in the day, it used to be all defense and how who could score, who could keep the team from scoring. Now it's like who can outscore each other because forget defense. We're going to throw the ball. We're going to do these swing passes. We're going to do a lot of like 400, 500-yard games where that's what you see in college, and it's been that way for years in college. And now the NFL is – I don't know if they're trying to keep – I don't think they're trying to adapt or try to be more like college to, to appeal to the people because the NFL is such a premier league. But man, it's just fun. It's been fun watching. I mean, we're here in Missouri, so it's been fun watching Pat Mahomes do his thing. But look what Russ Wilson's been doing since he's been in the league. And you got these guys like Carson Wentz. His his first year, he would he would scrum very mobile, throwing the ball a lot. But also, a lot of these coaches are adapting this West Coast offense, where there's just a lot more offense going on. It works. Stop it yeah. first. You know, stop it. 
a big running back. And when I say big, not tall, I'm talking wide. What about uh, Zach um, Moss? Is that, is that, did I say that right? Am I Zach, yeah, it's Zach Moss at Utah. Zach Moss. Where do you have him? Give us a, a rundown on this, on, on this big gentleman. I think he's probably a end of the third round running back. He's 5'9", 223. He ran horribly at the combine. And by horribly, I mean, for a guy that's 223, he ran a 4'6", 5", I want to say. Jake and I laughed. It, it was embarrassing watching this guy, it, like almost fall forward. It was horrible, but I don't know if you guys caught it, but he did his own pro day, and they set up lasers and and uh, the la just like at the combine, just the laser trips. So it starts and stops with him, and he ran up four, four five two. So they 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 set up lasers and smoke yeah, well, and mirrors and. <laughs> well, it was just it was just a laser to start and stop the the stopwatches, mm -hmm. and you're seeing a lot of this because uh, I mean you know social distancing you can't you can't do pro days. So what do these guys do? Yeah, you know. Um, well, he did so bad. Be the other everyone showed that he could do a little bit better. Yeah, so he ran a four-five-two, and that's—I think—that's more of the speed I saw on tape. Mm -hmm. um, he can—I've seen him outrun safeties that have had angles on him, so he can get to the house. Uh, he's patient. I think I can't take credit for it, but somebody said, and I, I'm going to get it wrong, but it was—it's like watching a slow-motion car wreck over and over again. It's just. It's it's kind of controlled chaos with him. He'll he'll bang you. He's hard to bring down. He's strong. He's shiftier than you think he would. He he's, his lateral mobility is actually one of his strong suits. I like him moving, you know, east and west, um, which is unusual for a bigger guy. You get an AJ Dillon, you know, AJ Dillon or you know Derrick Henry. Get him going east west. That's what Hudson. You stop those guys. Him, he's okay going east west. So. He's, I think he's a little more dynamic. He's not going to hit a lot of home runs for you, but I, I think he'll, you know, I think he'll be just fine in the right offense. Those are the guys that win you football games. You know, you got, you got the flash that'll get you inside the twenty, and then you got the thunder, you know, to to win you those football games. And so I like those yeah. guys. Can't count on the be full third, you know, three three down backs. Or could you? Is he a three down back? I think he's a three down back. I, I know he can, he'll get you that hard yardage. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't know if I would trust, you know, DeAndre Swift between the tackles when I need two yards and third and two, but I would, you know, I think I'd more trust a Zach Moss or a Cam Akers or, I mean, even, even Clyde Edwards Hilaire is, is pretty solid between the tackles. A lot of these guys are outside zone guys, get them outside in space and let them work. JK Dobbins. He is my guy. He is my guy. I want him so badly in a non-weird way. I want him on the Rams so so badly. I I didn't like I didn't like him and I didn't want to like him. I think it's just the Ohio State thing mm -hmm. showing through. But boy, that you know, I saw him in. I was it the playoff game. Mm -hmm. It might have been the playoff game. It was just, or was it the national championship game? Did they did they play in the national championship this year? I can't even remember. Anyhow, I've watched so much college football, I'm, I'm just absolutely lost. But it was one of the last games I watched him play. He runs with power, but he can take it to the house. He's just a lot of fun to watch. He's just compact and just – he's just – he's a fun watch. Yeah, every year I bang my drum on a player, you know, like a couple years ago. It was, it was Josie Jewell. I wanted him, like, 
I, I wanted him in the worst way. Oh man, and everybody was like, I, I, I'm a linebacker. I'm a safety guy. You know, those are those are my guys that I want. He reminded me of a, a James Laurinaitis with a little bit of thump. You know, yep. and so. But and Jakey Jakey Dobbins is the is my man that I want this year. So, all right, we 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 put some sexiness on there. You know, we put a little seasoning on the steak. Let's bring it down with some real boring boring players real quick. We'll talk about and it's gonna be a short conversation here. Let's sure. talk about tight ends real quick to just get that out Ooh, of the that way. Is a short conversation. <laughs> There's not a whole lot this year. Would you agree? Yeah, the class is lacking. Mm-hmm. I'll just. I'll be kind and say that. It's, give it's give a us two minutes. Picture. Give us two minutes of, of a. First of all, tell us how to spell this kid from Missouri's name. Uh huh. Oh, I knew you were gonna. I knew you were gonna try to trick me up on that. Um I think is aqua. Yeah, it's. I still can't pronounce it. I've been watching him for two years. It's uh, it's Okwa Okwa Boonum. I want to say is how you pronounce it. Okwa Boonum. It's Albert Okwa Boonum. Jake's trying to tell head. us. Say it again, oh, Jake. Sorry. Oh, I was gonna say Aqua Boom. Oh, here you got me saying the boom. <laughs> Aqua Bunum. We spent okay. more time than he deserves. Is he? Is he a, a, a? Is he worthy of a first two rounds? I don't think. I, well, I've got. I think he could slide in to the end of the second round, uh, more likely a third round pick. Mm-hmm. He was again, just a victim of a bad quarterback. Mm-hmm. Kelly just was not good there this year in Mizzou. In Mizzou. It was just not great. His 18 tape was so much better. And what about, uh, is it Hopkins, Br- Bryce or Bryce Bryson? Hopkins. Okay. Bryson uh-huh. Hopkins. Uh-huh. Uh, he's your new standard 6'4", 245 tight end. Mm-hmm. You know, he's your Hawkinson style tight end that's playing for Detroit now, except he doesn't have Hawkinson's hands. Anybody, he's not that, quite yet. anybody that we should know for fantasy purposes in 2020. Boy, um, the thing about this class is because it's just so average, you just yeah. never know who the next George Kittle is going to be fantasy wise. You know, just all of a sudden a, a top three tight end out of nowhere. Um, well, Adam Proutman, I think in the right situation could be pretty exciting. Uh, he's out of Dayton, six five two fifty five. He's certainly a mismatch, you know, against safeties. Um, boy, beyond that, it just kind of gets really shaky after that. Okay, and really, tight ends are very boring when it comes to the first year in fantasy draft, anyway. So, yeah. All right, so we ate our salad. We ate our dessert with the running back. Now we're going to, we ate dessert first. Now we're going to eat some meat. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of a very weird fantasy football podcast. Jake and I really appreciate you. We love you in a weird way. Have a great day. See you in the next episode.